It's just too much of a burden to answer your questions. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gonz as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is September 25th, 2020, episode 247. And today, American Satan. And I'm not Mr. Roboto, but I am your best buddy, Basil. And this is Gons. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast where we love Jesus. And what else, Basil? Oh my gosh, Gons. (laughs) Today's news with the Canary Cry views. Oh, yeah, that too. But also, we love Jesus. Back on the tagline train. I know. I'm trying to mix it up, but also keep it the same. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're back. We're both a little sleepy today, but that's okay. We will forge ahead. I'm goofy. Um, I feel goofy because of uh, what we just watched right before we got in here. (laughs) And I'm just thrilled. (laughs) And yeah, we've we'll got a real treat for everybody <laughs> coming up. <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah, but until then, Gons, uh, how you doing? Any updates from uh, last episode? Uh, no. The Hear the Watchmen conference is going on right now. So anybody who wants to jump on that, I think it's it's all live stream. And then I think once, even if you miss the actual days of the uh, live streamed uh, presentations, you can still access the archives for I can't Archive remember how long. Access. Yeah, so here the watchman.com. I think Shimura 20 still works, but I mean might as well give it a shot if you're interested. Yeah. 20% that, off. That's not nothing, man. I know. That's something. It's 20% off. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> it is exactly something. It is. Well, that's cool. Yep, you know, here the watchman conference, great conferences uh, you know, before all the covid nonsense, we man, we got we slid in there last September. Um, got to hit the one down in Orange County, and now they're all digital. So we recommend everybody jump in there. You know, it's just good. It's good to get caught up, get connected with the the brand new research and presentations and things like that coming out. Of course, we try to stay up to date across the board, but um, you know, these uh, conferences good way to meet people like you, networking, baby. Yeah, and those of you who were there last year know that Basil has a real face. I do. Under I the have helmet. a real face. I, yeah, I wasn't even wearing a uh, virtual reality. I wasn't wandering around <laughs> a, a hotel ballroom in a virtual reality helmet. Although you threw <laughs> me off. Time. You threw me off a little bit because I was <laughs> giving my presentation and then you walked in and made a very loud entrance into the room. Yeah, I got to make sure everybody knows I'm there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is like most people don't know who you are just based on how you look. Just so this crazy guy with a <laughs> fake guy. And, yeah, uh, walking in. A Hawaiian shirt. Back when Hawaiian shirts weren't racist. It was a different time. <laughs> yeah. Um now you're I part had of the something Bagu. crazy happen. Oh yeah. What's what's your yeah. crazy story? Yeah, so uh of course I've got uh, the Montes, got some cats, the mm-hmm. youngest little kitten Monty. He uh got fixed yesterday. Oh. And we had a very traumatic experience. Oh, well, I bet. Uh he when I picked him up, the vet let me know that he had an anesthetic event which 
is a very kind way of uh, saying they had a huge emergency. I, I already felt weird about getting them fixed. I just don't like the idea of it. But, you know, it's like a responsible thing to do. And, uh, yeah, he's like, well, he had a he had an anesthetic event where suddenly, you know, he was we uh, gave him the gas and suddenly his respiratory signals and his his heartbeat uh, got really, really low, really, really, really low, like imperceptible. I'm like, oh, what? An imperceptible heartbeat. He basically was trying to very calmly tell me that he killed my cat <laughs> uh, while fixing it. He 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 had a near death experience. Is that on the what table? The, okay, I think I know what was floating over me tonight because I kept hearing or this morning, <laughs> I kept hearing the uh, you know. Just, just ringing yes, in my the, head, and I was like, "What? What? What do you yeah, want?" Ghost saw cat. the light, <laughs> and then he came to haunt you. Yeah. But don't worry, he's okay. They, uh, yes, he had an anesthetic event. He, they lost him for a second oh. during a regular fixing, and uh, yeah, pretty scary, pretty spooky. I didn't like that at all. It made me feel even more guilty about getting him fixed. And um, but you know they they took him off the anesthetic and gave him some uh, you know adrenaline or kitty meth or something. Uh, brought kitty him back, meth. but he's a little wacky man. He's uh, he hasn't quite recovered. I don't know. I'm well, he's a little better today. Day by day, he keeps getting better. But I think his he's seeing like double vision. Like he keeps running into walls and uh, what else? He when I first got him back, he could like barely stand. And uh, they said, oh, you know, the anesthetic can make him really groggy. This is why I think they gave him adrenaline or something, because he was not groggy. He was running around like a crazy maniac uh, when I got him home. But he like couldn't see. He has double vision. So he's like sprinting across the house and ramming headfirst into couches and stuff. So Yikes. poor little guy. Poor but he's guy. recovering. But it was spooky. It was spooky. Yeah, I, I, I know the feeling. Well, kind of. Uh, just you know, having to put down dogs in the last couple of years. It's a, yeah. it's a sad, sad moment. And when you have to do that, I mean, this is a little different cause you weren't holding your cat when it all went down, but yeah, at least you're, um, at least, at least he's okay. Ketamine, ketamine and Valium. He said, uh, they oh. call it Ketaval. So isn't, isn't ketamine like horse tranquilizer? Uh, they use it for animal anesthetics. Yeah. Animal tranquilizers um so pray for yeah, basil's cat it just kind of happens yeah he's he might be kind of derpy forever now i don't know they say he'll recover but he's kind of funny you yeah. know he's just he, he can i don't know it's silly but that yeah, was spooky so there's my uh, personal news since the last uh episode all right okay you want to get into the show let's do it hold on yes distracted wife Text me now. Okay, oh, here we go. Sleepy update. Do you want fries with that? Okay, a little quick Flippy update here for everybody. If you're new to the show, the Flippy update, Flippy is the colloquial name for the disembodied robot arms that are uh, taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. We use it as a conversation piece, a proxy conversation. Talk about how uh, robots and AI are making their way into our lives, whether we like it or not, and how we can fight back. Uh, today, Gons, we're coming from digitaltrends.com. 
Rx1.com. And the headline reads, Meet RXT1, the robot punching bag that punches back. Uh-oh. Ooh, yeah. Everyone's a tough guy in the gym until their punching bag starts punching back. And that's the idea between RXT1, described by its creators as the world's first sparring robot. While it more closely resembles a punchy version of the wacky, waving, inflatable tube man <laughs> than a robot Mike Tyson, the RXT1 could nonetheless be a valuable tool in training boxers and MMA fighters. It does this by uh, by not just giving them an approximately person size target to aim punches at but also four foam robot limbs which it uses to strike back thereby giving the human fighter something to dodge quote when i started developing the rxt1 i noticed a void in technology in the combat sports industry creator brent Var- uh, verdiales told digital trends quote the equipment they are currently using is archaic and has been used for thousands of years they are good for developing power and speed but Nothing was made to simulate an actual fighter or a striking coach. I wanted to develop both in one system. Verdiales said that he didn't come up with an orthodox, he didn't come from an orthodox robotics background. Orthodox robotics background. Sounds like uh, some sort (laughs) of high robotics church. Yeah. Um, he learned about the electronic, about electronics and engineering from working in the military as a special forces engineer quote, after a wrist injury, I could no longer strike a punching bag or focus mitts. He said, because my job, uh, I still needed to keep my combat skills sharp and wanted to make an in home sparring partner and striking coach to work on my combinations. I started researching and testing a robotic arm that could simulate a strike after six months of developing i finally made the rxt1 come to life it's alive there are three training modes etc 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 so there you go uh let's see it's a kickstarter campaign you can get in uh, base level for 699 dollars and uh, if you want it with a torso you got to have 899 dollars so there you go shipping in february folks so i thought this was funny and first my uh my first instinct was like uh uh-oh we're training the robots to fight. You know, we don't want boxing robots. They're going to learn our our methods, our techniques, and uh, use them against us. But then I realized this is much more effective uh, for training humans to fight robots. So if you're planning on joining the resistance when uh, Skynet takes over, we might need uh, we might need to start training with these little guys. Yeah, although it looks like. Uh, kind of because the pieces that come at you, they're they're kind of flimsy foam foam rods, I guess, foam sticks, uh-huh. and they look kind of weak. Um, yeah, but you know, replace those with batons, and yeah, that's that's just the beginner version. You start with the foam, and then you uh, upgrade to katanas, and uh, <laughs> that's how you you know <laughs> once you get good enough, and you're almost ready to hit the actual robot battlefield. You know, you've got some uh, upgrades you can uh, up the stakes with. Um, but there you go. It's a rather simple robot, but I don't know anything about boxing. Maybe I should get one of these things. Mm. Maybe you should yeah. to learn how to fight back. Yeah, that's the thing, man. We just need to know how to defeat our robot overlords. Yeah. All right. Good flippy update. Uh, okay. Got a bunch of brief updates that we got to go through here. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. We interrupt this 
broadcast to give you a brief update. By the end of this timely interruption, you will be thoroughly updated. 33 is the number of completion of the Great War. Of course, 33 being a signaling number of the elite. They always use it in all kinds of headlines and stories. This yep. one from Wabi TV or Wabi.tv. Maine CDC reports 44 new COVID-19 cases, 33 recoveries. Ooh, Aww. that sounds like a good message. They're, they're trying to signal the recovery before the second wave. Yeah, they're trying to move it, move it the other direction. Uh, this one was a little bit more interesting. Uh, this is PR Newswire, which is sort of like a you know PR outlet. NWN supports spinal cord injury recovery as 33 Foundation hosts annual fundraiser. 33 Foundation? So when I first read this, I was like, 33 Foundations are supporting this? No. It's the name of the actual foundation. What is this NWN, a leading provider of technology-enabled services, will be supporting those who are recovering from spinal cord injuries by sponsoring the 33 Foundation's 11th annual fundraiser and golf tournament. Ooh, the 33, sinister. Yeah, which, interestingly, the, the spinal cord injury topic, the last flippy update was a robot arm that you know fixed a spine. So just kind of right. keeping with the theme here. The 33 Foundation was find, founded by Matt Coran, a former Provident, uh, Providence College Division I hockey player, who suffered a major spinal cord injury after falling from a roof when he was 21 years old in 2001 and yada, yada, yada. He founded the, the 33 foundation. So I don't know if he's getting something, you know, somebody whispering in his ear or what. Yeah. What is but, the uh, meaning? What is the meaning of this? I don't know. I looked into it a little bit. I didn't spend too much time, but I couldn't find any exact reference to why it's the 33 foundation, but there is a foundation out there called 33 foundation. Watch out, folks. Watch out. And we got a, a, a short new jingle here. I think it's apropos for today's episode with a couple different stories that we have. But this first, we're actually, no, not stories, artwork that we have. But uh, this one is, um, I thought it was kind of sad, uh, but also very Russian. Russia, 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 Whose uh, voice is that? That is, oh, I just told you, Keith Oberman. Ober, uh, what, what was his name? Yeah, I think it's Oberman, Obermeyer, something like that. Okay. Yeah, he used to be an anchor or something, and then he started his own show in his basement. Uh, after- and he loves Russia. Just can't get enough of it. <laughs> um, I'm seeing in the chat here a couple people, I have not verified this, but ah, a couple of people are saying that there's 33 vertebrae in the I've heard spine. This. Yeah, I think I've heard yeah. that. Yeah, maybe that's why. That makes sense. That makes All sense. these spine references we've been seeing. Yeah, which is another weird 33 thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Okay, so this story here. A young violinist's lonely mission to pressure Russia on climate gate. I, I felt bad for this guy, but also <laughs> Russia is horrible. Uh, the the young violinist holding a sign reading "Strike for Climate" on a Mas- Moscow square didn't have long to wait for the police to arrive. His one man protest lasted just thirty minutes before he was detained this summer for the second Friday in a row. And sh- <laughs> Whoa! Slow down there, freedom fighter. Uh, the whole city's on lockdown. Um, he, he, inspired by Greta Thunberg 
In late 2018, he stages political protests every week. But unlike the Swedish teenager who was galvanized a global movement of young environmentalists or brainwashed a whole bunch of them, Russia's tough protest laws and people's general apathy towards activism has made the 26-year-old's campaign a lonely one. You know, <laughs> he's just not a cute little Swedish girl. That's the problem. He Nobody looks- wants to follow a 26-year-old Russian kid. <laughs> You to get a job, man. He looks so depressed. He looks like a one of those <laughs> like folk rock artists or something. I don't know. But he's there. Sure. He's, he's standing with a sign. I mean, but at the same time, I'm thinking Russia. Let the let the Russia. man protest. It's a one man protest. Just let him do. Just his let thing. him pull the sign on the on the street <laughs> without arresting him multiple times. You know, they don't Russia. mess around in Russia. I guess Putin not. With this horse. Yeah. Um, uh, just real quick, I keep going back to it, but uh, Subdue Light in the YouTube chat um, is making connection between the 33 and the vertebrae in the spine and the spinal damage uh, that was that halted the vaccine uh, Oh, yeah, trials. that's right. Good connection. Wow. I think we made the connection. Good job, Subdue Light. Yeah, Thank you very is, much. This is why we have a chat. We can't cover all the I know the dots. There's a lot of valuable them. chat going on today. That's good. Um, okay, what's next? Next, we have a new world order can emerge. Demonic power. This was published on WashingtonTimes.com. Archbishop Vigano, Trump faces biblical challenge against demonic forces of new Ooh. world order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arch- Archbishop Vagano. Mm-hmm. Who is this? I would think we've covered him before, but Yeah, he sounds familiar. He um he was making some big statements uh, about a couple a month or two back, I think. Yeah. It says here Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano said the twenty twenty presidential election presents Americans with a biblical challenge. Quote, against the demonic forces of the deep state and against the new world order. Uh, The Catholic Church's former apostolic nuncio to the U.S. once again warned voters that warring principalities unseen to the human eye will clash on Election Day. The archbishop previously framed the political landscape to a battle between, quote, the children of light and the children of darkness in June. Quote, presidential elections in November represent an epochal challenge, a biblical challenge, the outcome of which will be decisive, not only for the United States of America, but the whole world. He wrote in a letter offered, but not read to Wednesday's national Catholic prayer uh, breakfast Uh, quote. It's necessary that all of you Catholics of America are well aware of the role that province has deemed deigned, uh, deigned to entrust to your president and that you are aware of the extraordinary battle that he is preparing to fight against the demonic forces of the deep state and the new world order. The religious leader wrote, I am at your side with fervent prayer together with millions of Catholics and with all people of goodwill throughout the world. So, yeah, kind of intense. I mean, this is, um, he's, he's an apocalyptic Catholic. You don't see a ton of those. No, you don't. And it's weird because of how, I mean, there's, there's always been a religious, uh, appeal with uh, the conservative right and the Republican Party and uh, the evangelicals and all that kind of stuff. 
but it's always been more uh, dominionist and like theocratic almost, not so much end times eschatological type of stuff. But I guess we're mainstream now. I mean, this kind of, this kind of thinking, you know, when, when people are just bu- bringing up demonic forces in the new world order, like it's nothing. But, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm, this is an interesting guy. Is he still an archbishop? Yeah. He, yeah, or, I think so. I don't know if you, once you have the title, it's gone or not, or you can lose it or keep it forever or whatever. But yeah, this guy's been speaking out and yeah, he seems like he's, uh, you know, especially the Catholics get a lot of, uh, you know, often for good reason, they get a lot of guff, well, for many obvious reasons, but also for, of course, uh, you know, being involved in certain aspects of the new world order. Of course, our current Pope or the current Pope, not my current Pope, the current Pope uh, is a big new world order actor. I wonder uh, if there's some, sounds like there's some trouble in paradise. (laughs) Paradise? Yeah. You mean the Vatican? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Yeah, not good. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, pretty interesting. There we go. Pretty interesting. All right, next quick update here, which is uh, about CRISPR Cas9. CRISPR Cas9. BizJournals.com unique local partnership creates CRISPR in a box to train next generation of genetic scientists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A Wilmington-based health system, a Delaware community college, and a Montgomery County life sciences company have teamed up to create an educational toolkit they are calling CRISPR in a box. Uh Uh-oh. It's like a cereal box. A couple things here. The goal of the partnership is to help train the next generation of genetic scientists and technicians in the revolutionary CRISPR gene editing technology. CRISPR in a box is priced at $287 per unit plus shipping. Uh, They said for any life sciences company that wishes to buy a box and donate it to the school of its choosing, the Institute will set up a zoom call to instruct the teachers on how to use it. Yay. Got to get zoom in there. Yeah. Uh, The box does not contain any live cultures or viruses. That's good. And the (laughs) materials can't be used to manipulating living organisms. So huh. it's just a, it's, it's like, you know, when you get the Legos, the big giant Legos for the little kitties, uh, before they go into like the real intricate ones. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. The Duplo blocks. Right. Of, uh, it's the Duplo blocks <laughs> of CRISPR. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, oh, they, they want a whole new generation of Nephilim creators out there. Got us. Yeah. Got to start them young. I know. How else are you going to create a, a world full of chimeras if you don't get them started? Yeah. Early on. And uh, this one, this next story here, uh, I included because somebody mentioned it in the chat. And again, we're, we're not able to cover like every story out there. Uh, but when I see something and I look it up and I find interest in it, we will mention it. And this is actually, uh, I guess it's Chinese news, which I just got rid of the, the, the jingle on my palette here. So I don't have it. Uh, right there but uh hold on let me see here yes okay here we go the story is from china can you do a chinese news mock jingle no because i'm a white man <laughs> and that's how i get canceled gone <laughs> who cares if we get canceled we're already like mostly canceled um yes hello this is chinese news <laughs> 
<laughs> I find that more offensive than if you actually tried to sound <laughs> like a, like a Chinese person. <laughs> okay, this is Gizmodo.com. Huawei R&D lab catches fire in Dongguang, China. So obviously Huawei, we know that there's been a lot of issues with Huawei and uh, you know, they're, they're basically you know, spy technology all over the world, especially in America. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Trump's been kind of going after him, but interesting that they have a fire at the R&D lab. It looks like a yes. pretty big one. This is like, uh, anytime, anytime there's fires with big business buildings and stuff, ah, I don't really buy like the, oh, you know, no, uh, this, this screams put out a of cigarette. corporate espionage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially Huawei being considered a, uh, basically a national security threat yeah. deemed by Trump. And so, yeah, I would not, I'm sure the CIA has something to do with this. Yeah, they probably got, they, they have immunity somehow, you know, as somebody oh, put out a cigarette. They or, are the law. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, just something to, men- to mention on the fly here because I found the story interesting. But, my favorite update of the day is um, is it's a hairy legs Biden update. Got hairy legs. Okay. Got hairy legs. This is great. Yeah, a little. Uh, this this is what we were laughing about before the show. It's hilarious. Uh, we will get a, qu- a quick disclaimer. Um, Joe has a a bit of a potty mouth in this <laughs> one. It's nothing too bad. I mean, it, the, no. it didn't even used to be a bad word. But if there's any, you know, young people and you're, uh, you know, if you're a parent of a young person, you can use your your uh, discretion here, but you can skip ahead 15 seconds if you uh, need the earmuffs on. Okay. So this is national life or (laughs) nationalfile.com. I need glasses, Uh, thicker ones. This is a watch. Joe Biden calls the troops quote, stupid bastards and quote (laughs) in shocking video. (laughs) Just play it. Just play it. Just play it. Okay. This happened on March 7th. 2016 at a speech at the Al Dafria or Dafra uh, Air Base in the United Arab Emirates. Notwithstanding what you may hear about me, I have incredibly good judgment. One, I married Jill. And two, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. I just want you to know that. Just clap for that, you stupid bastard. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Joe. Joe, you can't call our troops that. <laughs> he does this once in a while where he, he'll kind of go into like old man angry mode. You know, with old guys, you know, sometimes they'll just kind of lose their temper suddenly. And it's not like too bad, but you're like, whoa, okay. I see I was uh, <laughs> annoying you for a second. <laughs> I had a couple old, old, old men in my life who uh, would occasionally snap into this sort of. <laughs> <laughs> mode out of nowhere uh he, it's, it's like the dog dog face pony soldier yes only different i think he was trying to appeal to the the troops there you know a little, yeah. little elbow jab at the troops but yeah, just came a off bit as, of a locker room talk or something you know i guess but uh just pretty funny i just i i listen you got to listen to it a couple and we were only going to play it once because no point but it, it made so me funny. laugh Brought joy to me because, man, the only thing you can do nowadays at politics is laugh because otherwise you just cry. You just break down crying. <laughs> so, 
it's a uh, it's either laugh or scream like the those libs did when they found out trump was elected yeah um okay you know what uh just because of the pace of the show right now why don't i do this deep fake story and then we'll get into your main presentation here my main presentation yeah okay what do you think we that's don't fine. have to I'm, that's just fine. Suge- I'm just suggesting it that's that's fine we can do it we okay. are in deep fake and this is this is right, all funny folks. stuff it's all great, yeah, great, all, funny stuff. All sorts of fun stuff. All right. So uh, this is over on RT.com, Russia Today, so you know it's real. Bizarre and deeply disturbing, MSM think that RT's Trump deepfake parody is admission he is Putin's pawn. <laughs> oh, man. I love this. The MSM is just jumps on uh, everybody trying to do some satire. Babylon B got banned from Facebook for a while, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, a satirical video using deepfake technology to show U.S. President Donald Trump as coming to work for RT after the November election was taken very seriously by Russiagate peddlers at the Daily Beast and the Lincoln Project. In a pearl-clutching piece written by a journalist based in Scotland, the Beast called the ad, which features an actor made up to look like president uttering actual Trump sound bites taken out of context, quote, bizarre and frankly deeply disturbing. The author, Jamie Ross, argued its message was to not so subtly suggest that Putin is Trump's personal hero and that the U.S. president is in the pocket of the Kremlin. Dun, dun, dun. Did we want to play the clip? What do you think? I'm just I'm playing the video in the background as you read it. Okay, here. yeah. I don't know that it doesn't really. I don't know if you really call this deep fake. Well, just it you is. Dress, well, no, is no. Is it actually deep fake? It is because the the eyes, the nose, and the mouth they actually they switched out whoever the actor was with Trump. Ah, got it. So but it is an actual deep fake. It's it's not a full deep fake in that in that regard. It's one of those uh, enhanced or uh, augmented deep fakes. Got so. it. All right, let's keep moving. That's not the only bit of mind reading Ross indulges in either as he opens the piece by declaring, quote, we know that Vladimir Putin takes his lifelong campaign to disrupt American dis- democracy and destroy the very foundations of Western civilization extremely seriously. Wow, this guy is intense. It's a bit rich for the outlet that purports to know this and has spent the past four years furiously insisting that Trump is Putin's puppet to now take umbrage at RT, supposedly saying so. It's even richer when the Lincoln Project, a group of disgruntled Republican campaign consultants whom Trump made unemployable, now in the service of Joe Biden and the DNC, takes the RT video literally. Uh, moving on, what neither the Beast nor the Lincoln seem to have realized is that the joke was entirely on them. The video doesn't mock Trump as much as the U.S. media and activists like them who have obsessed for the past four years over the very claim it lampoons that the former real estate mogul turned president was somehow an agent of Russia that seeks no less than to disrupt American democracy and destroy Western civilization. Mind you, the Daily Beast is the same outlet that on Wednesday promoted its exclusive interview with the director of the Comey Rule, a miniseries promoting the disgraced former FBI director's version of history in which he's, of course, the hero. Incidentally, RT's deep fake Trump doesn't look any worse than what Showtime makeup artist did uh, with Brendan Gleeson there. 
Um, let's see here. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, then it gets into the worries. Ross worries about what a deep faked video of Joe Biden saying something unconscionable, <laughs> like calling our troops mean names, uh, could be if it spread like wildfire on Facebook before any kind of correction could be heard. But nobody's made deep fakes of Biden because they don't need to. He provides plenty of meme fodder with his actual unscripted statements, only for the beast to leap to his defense. Ross himself uh, actually did so Wednesday when he described a Republican report on the foreign misadventures of Biden's son Joe. I'm uh, uh, sorry, Biden's son Hunter as a politically motivated hatchet job. If writers and editors at the Beast or the Project Lincoln Pals actually paid attention to the RT video, they'd have noticed the repeated parody disclaimers that they didn't suggests they see only what they want to see. This is not the first time RT baited the Russia haters with satirical clips. Back in 2015, the network celebrated its 10th anniversary by poking fun at President Barack Obama and Secretary of State John Kerry. Blah, blah, blah. Talking about some other video there. So uh, there you go. Russia Today, you know, the most American uh, news site or news outlet, uh, you know, had a little fun and uh, they, they took the bait. Not only did they did they that did they take the bait, but just some of the tweets, man, that uh, it's unconscionable to me. Like, <laughs> I know. On. Well, it's it's just straight up lying now because you you know that uh, you know your your far left people aren't going to actually watch the video. They don't care. They just want to see the headline. Trump said crazy I thing. Know, but now it is truth. <sighs> I'm starting to think that like the whole ploy here is to make sure he's reelected, you know, because it's like just the ridiculousness of throwing <laughs> Biden out there, way, doesn't it? I mean, just yeah, having rolling out Biden and having you know all his <laughs> his little things pop up with you know I, I don't I think they are doing a Biden's doing a great job campaigning for Trump. Yeah, I'll say that yeah, that's what I'm saying, and and just this kind of stuff where clear deep fake is being used as like the, the evidence for their un- unsubstantiated claims about Russia's connection with the whole. Just got to keep the headlines moving, man. That's how, uh, that's how you manipulate society nowadays. I guess, but uh, it's almost like they need deep fakes of Joe Biden being normal, like not saying anything crazy. Good luck. <laughs> sure Nobody the- would believe it. No, people wouldn't know it's a deep fake. They're like, oh, it's either a deep fake or footage from 35 years ago. And even, <laughs> even then, even then, have you seen some old Biden footage where he gets yeah, all, he, he gets, he starts uh, picking fights with people and stuff. Yeah. He talks like a Republican or like how he's, uh, or like how he's, you know, smarter than them and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty entertaining. I don't know. All politics. Yeah, is Yeah, well, that's what he was but. saying with the troops. He's like, I have great judgment. I have the best <laughs> judgment. It's huge. <laughs> Clap. <laughs> kind of want to watch that right. footage again. Let's move on. Okay. So uh, I wanted to throw this in there. Uh, I guess we're moving through quicker than I thought, but that's okay. Um, this is uh, concerning the race wars. The race wars. Race wars. The race war. I've warned you and warned you and warned you. And one of the things we, we you know, we actually reported through a CNN source on the last art, uh, episode, I think, when we talked yeah. about it. 
And right. um, I think that confused, I mean, that confused me because some of these things that, that I'll clear up here, I knew about, but for whatever reason, when we read, this is how bad CNN is. It just messes with your mind, even if you're trying to deconstruct yeah, I it. I think doing some comparisons is uh, important. Yeah. So um, uh, we talked a lot about propaganda and all that kind of stuff. And that that's all true. But in terms of the actual details of the whole uh, Breonna Taylor thing. Um, so the judge did, uh, did issue a no knock warrant, but they actually, from all reports, the police actually knocked on the door and they actually, uh, in that, that County, I think it might be the whole state. They made, uh, no knock warrants illegal, or they just, you know, basically banned it a couple months yeah. afterwards, which makes sense. Recently. I mean, there's, there's yeah. some pretty un- unconstitutional, uh, elements to a no knock warrant to begin with. Yeah, well, it goes back and forth because, um, you know, I saw some people screaming that it was not a no-knock warrant. You know, you guys are idiots. It wasn't a no-knock warrant. It was a no-knock warrant. They just happened to knock. Yeah, they happened to knock and say who it is. And and But the what, warrant that was served was a no-knock warrant. Yeah, and I can understand the – you need a judge's uh, signature to even have one of those. And yeah. you have to present a case strong enough to suggest that – the people they're going after will either, you know, uh, destroy evidence or you know, something along those lines so that, uh, you know, there's a good reason that they're going to just barge in without, without them knowing type of thing. Yeah. Otherwise, and so what you have is the collection of evidence that they use to get the warrant signed. Correct? Right. Right. Well, I have okay. some of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. so one of the things also was, uh, there's, you hear or see a lot of people on social media, the first thing you, you saw a lot was that she was in bed when she was shot. We know that that's mm-hmm. not true. Even she CNN. was sleeping. She yeah. was murdered in her sleep is what they say. Right. Which is not true. She was in the hallway. Uh, yeah, and she got up to answer the door. And another thing you heard was that her name was not mentioned in the warrant. And that's mm-hmm. also not true. Her name was mentioned. And, and I like how some of the articles that do report on this, try to report on it more accurately. Um, I do have a USA Today article uh, ready if we need to, but basically they say. I think, the- it, I think it's important to sh- to show it because um, you know I've had a lot of these facts sort of laid out, and people mm-hmm. don't source the the info, and you know they it just you just have to show the, right. the source. Okay, there. well this is USA Today from September fourth. Why were police at Brianna Taylor's home? Here's what an investigative summary says. And, uh, what was the, what was the point I was trying to make here that, um, that her name was not mentioned. I think they only say, they say like her name was only mentioned twice in the warrant. And it's like, well, yeah, but it was mentioned in the warrant is the point. Right. Uh, right. The, <laughs> the, the rhetoric used is to try to give the correct evidence, which is yes, she was mentioned in the warrant, but then to belittle that fact by saying it was only twice, only twice. Yeah. And one of the things that's written in this USA today article, Taylor was linked to the suspects in that investigation of uh, Glover, who was the ex-boyfriend. According to mm-hmm. the report, because a car registered in her name stopped in early January at one of the properties being watched. So that's a good, you know, pretty, pretty good reason. Are you okay over there? Is, yeah. is your cat coming after you? It's, I hit my head on the microphone. Oh yeah. Well that, that too. Maybe you're the cat now. Yeah. Um, so, so that's one thing. And, uh, it also says that, uh, 
the you know the car was registered through like one of the car i don't know if this is a usa today source but uh i pulled it from a couple different places that said that the car was registered through um uh the ex-boyfriend used the car yeah not just not just like hey it's uh that that's registered to her so they had like surveillance footage of the ex-boyfriend using her car but also yeah, like her driving up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, right. that's another thing. Um, yep. And then the other big one was that the ex-boyfriend Glover listed Brianna's address as basically his own address for the chase bank account. That was, you know, basically holding some of the cash from the drug, the, the drug deals. Right. Yeah. And so, man, it, it's, it still sucks that she had to get caught up in all the crossfire, but yeah, it's not like well, she's just a completely innocent random person sleeping in a bed that got shot. Right. So th- that's the problem we're having. So first of all, I see you in the t- in the chat. I know we're reading from liberal sources. We're not a conservative show that repeats uh, the news that you want. What we do is we take news from all different sides, compare, contrast, find the facts, uh, point out rhetoric and the mind control on uh, either side of the conversation and pull out the right stuff. This is not the place to come if you're just wanting to hear conservative uh, articles read to you like a bedtime story. No, we get into (laughs) all sorts of stuff. Um, So yes, and the point is the CNN article we read two days ago was perpetuating the ideas, many of the ideas that uh, are obviously debunked also being reported in some mainstream, but being left out of others. Um, And that includes that Brianna's address was on the drug dealing bank account. Uh, The car was registered to her. Um, I believe there is, um, what else was there? I think the ex-boyfriend gave, actually said in an interview, like a, a, uh, yeah. after he was arrested yeah, that it was a, uh, Brianna was handling his money. Yeah, it was the jailhouse phone call after he had been arrested. And right. she, he says to his, the mother of his child is how I think the report was that, yeah, Brianna has the money. She's got eight grand. You know, she was helping me deal and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So now here's the thing to keep in mind. And this is a very common practice that uh, drug dealers use, especially guys who are moving big amounts of drugs. And this is actually a real big problem in uh, not just the African-American community, but the the that socioeconomic level of people who, you know, get into big time drug dealing. Um, it's it's a it's a tactic that mm-hmm. these drug dealers use is they'll get a girlfriend or something like that and they'll put all of the um, all of the stuff on paper, bank accounts, cars. Uh, you know, phone numbers, the paper trail, they pin the whole paper trail on the girlfriend or some, some woman that they're able to sort of keep around. And that's done to protect the drug dealer. So to me, it sounds like Briona was, uh, you know, dating this guy who was a drug dealer. He used her, put her name on the bank account, put her name on the phone bill, put her name on the uh, registration. And, you know, was maybe she was handling the money, you know, maybe, maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. I'm not here to make 
a, a claim on whether she was innocent or not, but it is an added factor that it's a very common practice that uh, in order to protect themselves, drug dealers will uh, sort of wrap in right. um, a, sort of an unsuspecting girlfriend, even before the girlfriend knows that they're a drug dealer. Right. Now, I don't, I don't know what Brianna's situation was maybe she knew maybe she didn't or maybe she you know at the time of Brianna's shooting uh, he was then an ex-boyfriend so it sounds like she had gotten out of the relationship but you know on paper she's still uh she's still involved with the whole situation right. so right you know, so there so, you go. so if anybody should be I mean, th- this is where the conversation starts to turn into you know, a much deeper societal conversation because you can then start to say, uh, yeah, so all the people that are upset, they shouldn't be upset at the police here. They should be upset at the drug dealer who put her in the situation. But then right. the response will be that, no, it's because of the cultural systemic racism, whatever it is, that you know people of color are being forced into a culture that is drug dealing and all this kind of stuff. And, um, and so, and so the argument goes, you know, down the rabbit trail, so to speak. And, uh, my, I always bring the argument back to, it starts in the home, you know, it starts with the parents. It starts Mm -hmm. with all that because that's where kids learn their values about themselves and about the world. And that's where things can change. And, and, you know, that's where you can make a difference as an individual is within your home. You know, that that's right. because culturally you're going to get propagandized from all kinds of things. You know, yep. uh, it's, it's going to be no way around it. <laughs> there's no way around it. They're, it's going to, they're going to propagandize you, whether it's pro police, anti-police, uh, you know, gang culture, whatever it is, something's going to be glorified. Something's going to be taken into, uh, or, or changed, uh, or to, to, you know, as a belief system, and and your job as a parent is to make sure that your kid understands that hey the world is is not as it seems but also that you you have you have your own ability to sort of act in within that and and to respond to all that but of course you know that people aren't focusing on that people are just focusing on down with the police down with all this and i was right. actually surprised uh at this uh response here this is uh, sportingnews.com charles barkley Big Chuck, do you know Charles Barkley, Basil? Oh, yeah. You do? Okay, all right. On uh, defunding police, quote, who are black people supposed to call? Ghostbusters? Question mark. And um, (laughs) he went on uh, TNT's uh, post game last night after the Lakers Nuggets game and basically shared his sentiment that even though he thought it was a, you know, a sad situation with Breonna Taylor, that he thinks it shouldn't be uh, the same kind of situation as George Floyd or Ahmad Aubrey and, right. and uh, you know, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, who's another, uh, another guy on the show, you, you know, ex NBA player Freemason, by the way, he's yeah. uh, he came out openly shared his big Masonic ring on the show several years ago. And, you know, he's, he's uh, I think he's like, um, he, I don't remember if he's, he's a, they call him sheriff, but I don't know if it's just like a fun thing they do with him or if he's actually Mm. got a sheriff, uh, training or something. I know, I know he had interest in that, but anyway, I think his father was in the military or was a sheriff or something like that. Um, but anyway, he agrees with, uh, with uh, Charles Barkley here. And of course this stirred up all, you know, the social media as everyone's freaking out about Charles Barkley and how he's insensitive. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And, um, 
you know, it's they're keeping the black man down again, man. It's it's really fascinating to me because it just seems like there is uh, the stoking is not so much. It, it is it is a stoking of race between like white white man and black man, but I feel like the stoking is even more just within the black community. You know, like there's people within the black community saying like, "Hey, we know this is wrong," but like people that are that are approaching it with a little bit more of a you know rational mindset. And then others who are just totally buying into the narrative, the public narrative. And so, and what's, what's dangerous about that is, you know, Shaq being an open Freemason, you, you, what we're going to sit here and say, oh yeah, we agree with Shaq, the Freemason that puts us in a really (laughs) weird position too, you know? So it's just no matter what, you're going to get caught up in the, in the net that they throw out there. So (laughs) just beware, beware, beware. Uh, but I wanted oh, to clear shack. some of those things up because um, I know that it, it kind of confused some listeners out there. And um, I, I just thought it was important well, to revisit. That's the point. Yeah, it's it is. It's the point to confuse you. I mean, uh, again, when you even have <laughs> two separate left-leaning mainstream uh, news outlets that can't agree on pretty basic facts. Um, that's part of the, the, the double speak and the belly feel. Yeah. Yeah. I've started using belly feel a lot though. You can really <laughs> uh, describe a lot of people's, it's kind of like triggered. It's like a different name for triggered almost. It is. It is. It's almost a, yeah, it's the original word for triggered. Yeah. Yeah. But also All buying right. into it, but yeah, there you go. Just wanted to, touch on it. I don't want to spend too much time on it because we did on the last episode, but um, yeah, something to keep in mind is that, you know, all these different facts come out and uh, you know, people get killed for different reasons. And we already had a couple cops shot in uh, one of the protests, right? I think they're going to live, but yeah. uh, what is that? Are we even now? There's yeah. It just you know? keeps happening, man. No, it's not going to end anytime soon. Like I've been saying, it's getting a little squirmy and, uh, really worried about how far this is going to go. Good news is we've only got a month, a little over a month, a month and a couple weeks until the election. And then the real drama can start. Oh no. Then come- <laughs> oh, no. that's going to be, that's what I'm worried about. You know, that's when, when, if, when, if I'll say if, if uh, Trump wins, then you know they're going to unleash some madness on the streets. Oh, it's just going to get crazy. It's going to get crazy. But also, if Trump loses, I, I think equally crazy. Maybe. I, you know, I was thinking about that. Because they can, they can pull off some, um, you know, they can, they can ignite some provocateurs of the, the right wing. Like yeah, it would take an extra little false flag, I think, to really set off, uh, you know, something from the right. But who knows? Mm. I mean, it's just <laughs> the the left has caused way more damage than the right so far. But so far, you just you don't want to mess up. You don't want to uh, make those Boogaloo boys mad. <laughs> I know. It's With their bad. Hawaiian shirts. Their Hawaiian you shirts. You never know what they're capable of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that's uh, that was kind of the, the wrap up there. and. And partly the reason why, and we have a actually more specific story of the reason why I, uh, we decided to call this episode American Satan is because uh, it's just the whole thing, the whole thing is adversarial, you know, no matter what side yeah. of the aisle you're on with all these issues. Uh, and, and again, you know, we, we tend to lean on certain issues more, at least I do, uh, more to the right of the conversation, if you will. But 
doesn't mean that I'm like a, a Republican. Uh, I'm not, right. by the way. I'm, I'm not registered Republican or a Repu- uh, registered Democrat. But uh, it, it's that divide and conquer. And it's, it's so in your face in this country that that's what, I guess that's like the helpless feeling that I get. And I know a lot of our listeners have is like, yeah, we're trying to wake people up and all this kind of stuff. But like, what do you do? How do you wake people up when it's, when one side of the news is 24 seven in your face, just nonsense. And then the other side is, is just as fervent. Maybe they have a little more facts on their side or whatever, but it's still like, it's still wielding a political Axe, it's still, you know? uh, it's still manipulated. It is. Both it's manipulated. Look, they'll, they'll tip the scales in whatever side they're looking for. Right. Um, yeah. So anyways, uh, we got a bunch more stories to get to Gons and we're zipping right along. We're doing a pretty good job, but, uh, let's take a very quick break and thank some producers. Let's do it. It's break time. Whee! Okay, folks, we're just going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere, though. After the break, uh, we have got some Satanist <laughs> news and a little mother update. We got some uh, Wakchin secret uh, secret society, secret panel, death panels, um, as well as uh, everybody's favorite Nephilim update at the end of the show. So stick around. But first, we're going to thank some new Twitch followers and some producers of the show. Um, ooh, you know what? I forgot to pull up some stuff i'm gonna do that in a second uh but guns you got your dinger ready for some twitch followers it's ready okay it is ready uh first of all i want to thank uh kermogant for following on twitch thank you very much kermogant we've got real hunter biden <laughs> You heard us talking about him. Uh, <laughs> Don't give us your dirty joke. money, Harry, real Harry, Harry Biden. Or real Hunter, Hunter Biden. Biden. Real Hunter Biden. We got uh, Joe Biden's clone oh. is following oh, us now. Oh, hey. So we've got, we've got Harry Legs Biden and oh, no. Joe Biden's clone. We're really getting the Biden family, uh, the attention. <laughs> the the Biden whole family. family. We've got uh, Steve Simpson, 007. All right. Steve. Uh, the L. Uh, the Elegant Hobo. Oh, interesting. Thank you very much. We've got Mia Vengeance. Like it. We got Ozark Mama. We got Bald OG's G Mall. <laughs> <laughs> Bald Ogs? Bald OG's? Um, the Heads, Not the Tails. Like an Ouroboros reference? Uh, I don't know. Must be. Babu Frick, 5240. God type com and diggity dog and that is all of them so thank you very much to our new twitch followers we appreciate that very much if you haven't done it yet you should follow us at twitch.tv slash canary cry radio uh it's a great place to watch the show live notifications usually go out on time and you're just going to want to follow us in multiple locations uh because you never know when we're going to disappear off of your favorite platform could happen at any moment could happen right now nope didn't happen 
Up or back. Okay. All right. Next, I want to thank some producers. That's right. We got producers on this show, folks, because this is the real world. If you help pay for a piece of media to be created, you're not just a donor. You're not just a charitable Christian. You are a producer of the show. And uh, I'm very pleased. I'm very pleased with the uh, the show of producership this week, Gonzo. Um, now, just so everybody knows, we are on the the value for value model. What does that mean? Well, let's give me some give you some background here. If you've watched the social dilemma or you're just aware of how the internet uh, is an evil place that collects all your information, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, every single thing you do on the internet is collected and compiled and sold to advertisers uh, for you know just for uh, sinister purposes. Now, here's the thing. A lot of shows like ours, they'll do advertising, and that's okay. We respect their choice to do that. But we decided long ago that, uh, you know, the fact that the advertising model encourages people like us to consider our listeners as a commodity, as cattle, to load up on a truck and sell to advertisers for our own personal gain, we just didn't feel right about that. Instead, we go on the value-for-value model, which is we put out the show, we do it often, and we try to do a pretty good job. And if it brings any value to your life at all, you have the opportunity to uh, put some value back into the show. And it's not just investing in the show. It's also investing in yourself. I mean, if you're getting value out of the show, if it means anything to you, um, you know, helping out the show financially is, is doing nothing but helping out yourself as well. So that's why we appreciate our producers so, so much. We couldn't do it without you. Now, first of all, you can go to patreon.com slash CCNT for Canary Cry News Talk. It's a great place to uh, start supporting the show. And Gons, we've got a couple new producers. First of all, I want to thank Phyllis Schmillis for uh, up- upgrading her the support level. Thank you very much, Phyllis. Uh, next, we have Jared, producer Jared coming in. That's right. Thank you, producer Jared and producer Melanie. So thank you three. That was very, very good. Yeah, thank you. Very, very good. And also Phyllis. Nice. Uh, I saw Phyllis uh, also subscribe to the Face Like the Sun Patreon. So thank you for that, Phyllis. Doubling up. Oh, thank you very much. She's, she's jumping in all over the place. We appreciate that. Next, we have patreon.com slash canarycryradio. That's a different podcast we have. If you have not listened to that podcast, you really should. It's a great place to uh, update yourself on, uh, you know, really what's going on long Long term, and you might know about some of that stuff now, but uh, it's an interview show. You're not going to want to miss it. Now, patreon.com slash canary cry radio. We've got two new producers, Gons, and that is uh, Relesthesia. Thank you, producer Relesthesia, and producer Laura. Thank you so much. Now, here's the thing, folks. If you don't like Patreon, that's okay. A lot of people don't like Patreon. We respect your choices. Um, But if you don't want to use Patreon and you still want to support the show, you can go to canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. 
That's right. Over at canarycryradio.com slash support. We'll drop that link in the sh- in the uh, chat for you. Um, we have uh, all sorts of ways to support the show. We got PayPal options. You can come in with a, a monthly uh, producership or jump in. You know, if commitment's not your thing, you can make a one-time producership uh, in any amount that you choose. We've also got uh, cryptocurrency options, all sorts of fun ways to support the show there. Gons, anybody come in on PayPal? PayPal. Yes, we got a, a really, really generous gift uh, tackling the whole 33. Uh, Ooh. Taking back the 33. I know you guys, uh, the people started the $33 gift donation thing. But yeah. you move a decimal and it, it starts to pile up. Uh, a th- I'm going to say this only because it's the 33 times 10. $333. Yeah, it's was amazing. Big time. So generous. I think that makes, uh, what's this person's name? Estella, uh, I think. Estella. That makes Estella executive producer for this show. Yeah. Thank you very Thank much, you, Estella. Estella. You are uh, you are very generous and our executive producer for episode 247. Thank you very much, Estella. Um, okay, Gons, I'll let you uh, bring up some art. Oh my gosh, I am so happy about the art this week. <laughs> you got the ones I told you about, right? Uh, yeah. You got yeah, them. Yeah, you got so. them all I in do, there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's start with that while I pull up some reviews. One art, please. <laughs> One way you can help produce the show is by sending us jingles and artwork. And of course, artwork is much more consistent than jingles. And for the first one here, we want to uh, show this is from Jade42. And mm-hmm. uh, Jade42 was having a little moment because uh, <laughs> they also uh, drew a, I guess it's a, uh, portrait of me yeah it's the it's your same headshot i know that the one headshot two artists uh, yeah it's it's well i think this is the third one because we we also had a um uh incarnate unlimited unlimited yeah he also did a did a hand drawing of it so yeah making its rounds but uh jade messaged us with artwork glitch in the matrix because (laughs) uh, (laughs) um or god trolling trolling them so either either way yeah great i mean very talented we had ali or who was it It was was ali Ali, right yeah Yeah, last ali last week uh also uh, did this portrait gons you have a whole collection of artists drawing your portrait now yeah i know that's uh, uh, very impressive and this is a very impressive rendition very good i just keep showing it to my wife huh see (laughs) one of these days gons one of these days one of these days she'll She'll love me again. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other one we have a couple more. This is these are great. We got one from yeah, Yvonne. I have to do an explanation here. Yes, yes. I'll let you explain it, but let's show the first one from Yvonne. And this is a shirtless Putin on uh, riding a bear, and also President Trump uh, riding an ostrich. 
<laughs> last show, if you tuned in for last episode or caught the podcast, it was just a random thing. I don't even remember how we got into it, but I made a call, a call out to our artists that I wanted a, a picture of Trump. I did specifically say uh, shirtless with an AR-15, but I did kind of question that judgment later on after the show. I was like, oh, I can't be asking people to draw Trump shirtless. That's just uncomfortable. So, uh, the <laughs> Who is the artist on this one? This was Yvonne. Yvonne. Uh, yes, very good. We've got yeah, Putin in his famous shirtless pose riding a bear. <laughs> and we've got Trump on an ostrich. He's uh, looking very presidential and uh, waving to the crowd. Wow. I can't. I'm going to have to print this out. I'm going to have to print out a lot of these uh, <laughs> portraits. I might make a whole wall of uh I got to print out all the episode, all the, uh, the fan art, yeah. the producership we, art. We really need to put together a website that just has all of them so that it's like searchable yeah. and all that. We, we really should get on that. Someone yeah, wants to you help do post us with them. That. They are posted in the show notes, correct? Yes. At canarycrynewstalk.com. Yep. Yep. They are. And, uh, the other one, uh, <laughs> it must've caught the, the, the artist's attention when we mentioned it because, uh, uh, Ali, our prolific artist, drew yes. the same same thing. Youngest but, but, known producer. But but went for it. This is <laughs> this is Trump shirtless with I think that's a, that's a, I don't know if it's an AR fifteen. It's a gun. Some sort of gun, yeah, it's a rifle. And fun fact or obscure fact coming from Charlie, who emailed us uh Ali's drawings here. When you ride uh -huh. an ostrich, your legs go under its wings and you hold onto its feathers. So <laughs> it does not necessarily, necessarily look like he's actually riding an ostrich, but I assure oh, you he, he is. is. So he's nestled yeah. in, nestled in tight there. The, <laughs> the president Trump. I just and the look on his face yeah. if you're listening and not watching the live stream we really you need to go to canarycrynewstalk.com look at the show notes for this episode the look on Trump's face as he's riding this ostrich <laughs> holding his <laughs> shotgun uh actually and Allie great job you you did it shirtless too i felt a little guilty but you followed through <laughs> shirtless trump riding an ostrich holding a shotgun uh wow you know i've made a lot of requests from artists <laughs> over the past eight months and this is has been the most fulfilled request <laughs> <laughs> we just we just need to come up with better visuals that that uh, our artists no, can manifest. This is great. No, I'm not going to hold back. Get ready, artists. <laughs> oh, no, it's going to be real. So they're very good. Thank you, Ali, our youngest known producer. Gazelin Bonds in the chat. Really, uh, really great work to all of our artists. I cannot believe I, this is the most satisfied I've been <laughs> with a request for art in in a while. Wouldn't it be weird? if uh if trump went shirtless and he had like sleeve tattoos and just that would be funny yeah he has <laughs> he'd probably see his uh i don't know maybe he has his uh, illuminati tattoo oh. um you know there's a lot of calls in the in the chat for making these t-shirts and i gotta say you know i we talk about it a lot. We try to resist getting involved and having to manage all that just because neither of us are very good at it or have enough time. Um, but these might absolutely, we might have to put the work in on these when gone's and make these into t-shirts. 
These would be some real. Can you imagine? It's just this, uh, either of them, both of them, maybe all on one big T-shirt and just canarycryradio.com <laughs> underneath Canary Cry News Talk, but our little logo. It just confused people so much. It would. It would be great advertising. It's, uh, yeah, just confuse them. You don't need to tell them what the show's about. Just go listen. Confuse yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, what else do you need to know? <laughs> Just look at the shirt. Okay, we better keep moving. Right. Uh, any more? Any more art? I think that's it for the art. I am not mistaken. Okay. I hadn't checked uh, right right here right now, but I think that's it. Oh, I, we have one more thing. We did get some snail mail, and I oh. have my uh, my letter here, and this one's from Devin. And it says here, Dear Basil and Gons, we really love what you are doing at Canary Cry Radio. As agreed, here's your first shill check. Ooh, we got a shill check. Shill check. And it, we and finally it's, made it. And it says <laughs> Shill Inc. World Headquarters is the address oh, no. at the top. Oh, no. <laughs> so I have Wait, a letter hold here. Hold on. Let me, let me switch over to the video. Let me see this. Did you show it? No, no I did show not show it. it. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to show it. But That's it's okay. funny. Are we going to be able to cash that? It's not made out to Shill Inc., is it? No. What? No. No. The check is from Shill. It says Shill Inc. on the check. No, not on the check. okay okay sorry i was confused i have not seen this so i thought you meant because on checks you know it has the person person's name in the top left and a lot of times we'll have an address i thought somebody started a corporation called (laughs) shill inc specifically to give us a shill check the the lengths people will go to fulfill our absurd requests Oh my gosh, this is the best break ever. <laughs> you know, when we when we break uh t- for this show, um we usually lose about 50 live viewers. Yeah. They don't know what they're missing. No, they're if missing you're sticking out. around for the break, this is why you stick around for the break. They just don't get it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they don't get it. They don't they get it. They don't get it. They don't know what they're missing and they don't deserve it. If you leave during the break, you don't deserve to see Trump riding an ostrich. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Um, are you ready for some reviews? I'm it's ready. Friday. Yeah. It's review day. Review day. Yep. All right. We've, we've gotten some reviews recently for, uh, uh, on, uh, Apple podcasts. If you haven't done it yet, here's your instructions. Just Google or Bing or DuckDuckGo, whatever you use, type in Apple podcasts, Canary cry news talk. Uh, that will take you, I believe the first thing should take you to our Apple podcast page. Please leave us ratings and reviews. Not only do we read all of them and love to read them, um, but it also tells the algorithms to share the show with people when you do that. And here we go. I'm going to go down the line. These are from the 21st. So these were uh, at the beginning of the week. Here we go. Five stars from iFaith1215, the best voices in Christian radio. Wow. Ooh. No commercials, no ads, just great insight, biblical and intelligence. Yes, both. Thank you, iFaith. Gons is not the only intelligent one here. Major love for CCNT and the incredible community. That's you guys. That's you, listeners. Thank you, Watchmen on the Wall. You are beyond appreciated. Behold, the best podcast on period. Global news with biblical views. Wow. Great review. Thank you, iFaith. 1215. Five yeah, stars, thank baby. You for that. 
Yeah. Next, we have uh, five stars from Stephen R. David uh, from the beginning of the week. Writing as I'm catching a live stream. Oh, yes. This podcast is excellent for keeping up on your relevant news cycle while also getting entertaining and informative stories that fit into their daily themes. Basil and Gons hit each day, ranging from the lovable flippy update, a talking point, and colloquialism to discuss in a lighthearted and engaging way the current stories about technologies around the world. World, to informed and nuanced information regarding the weekly hot button issues. Partisan nonsense is left at the door and a healthy dose of comedic skepticism of sometimes skepticism itself. Wow, Stephen, this is so insightful. Goodness I gracious. It. All it's, it goes on. All hot air and frilly words aside, if you want a podcast that actually makes you feel better after hearing the news said by them, instead of whatever fear pitch or hot take the majority of media is pushing, give these guys a listen. They've been doing this for a long time and it shows in how they repeat and how many repeat listeners. I'm confident you'll be one too if you check them out. Take care, Basil and Gons. You guys are great. Uh, uh, at R.A.P. Epstein, a.k.a. Lil Mossad on Twitch. Oh, hey. that's uh, R.A.P. Epstein, a.k.a. Lil Mossad on Twitch. I don't know if he's in today, but uh, he's always in. So thank you very much. Wow. What a great review. Thank you so much, Stephen. Um, let's see. I think we got uh, one more, I think, here. This is from Small One, five-star review, best podcast ever. Need news? Need something that won't drain you? This show is amazing. Love Basil and Gons for what they do. Easy going, hard hitting, great dinosaur noises, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What a great day, Gons. I was I was I was a little iffy on this show, but I'm feeling good now. And then uh actually one more here. Uh, five stars from Emusk33. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Great podcast. Awesome. They're so kickback and easy to hear. There we go. Um, oh, my gosh. There's another one. Ooh, it just came wow, in. I've, yeah, one more here. This is from VG333. Look forward to this every week. I've listened to Canary Cry Radio for five years now, and the more content I get from these guys, the better. If you're a CCR listener, honestly, what are you waiting for? This podcast covers news topics that you don't hear about on the regular news channels. My favorite is the Nephilim Update. It's yeah. current, relevant, and usually quite humorous. Keep up the good work, Gons and Basil. Also, Basil makes the best Velociraptor noises <laughs> I've ever <laughs> by the end of this, you're going to be employed by some movie maker. Know, like, who, who's got the best great. Velociraptor? I'm Jurassic Park send, 8. I need to send in my uh, audition tape to the new <laughs> Jurassic World movie. Wow. What a great uh, review segment. Thank you, everybody, Hallelujah. for leaving reviews. Hallelujah. Remember, you should leave us a review, too. I'm reading. I've made the decision. I read reviews on Fridays. So you got a week, but don't wait. Do it now. Gons and I read them all. Makes us feel good. And uh, you'll get a shout out on the show. I'm going to screenshot some of these and use them for advertising. I'm going to post these. I think some of these are great. Oh, we're not doing ads. Okay. We're not doing ads. I just mean, you know, yeah. throw them on facebook or whatever i don't know maybe i'll get them tattooed on my body Ooh, hey um, hey don't start saying that you're gonna you're gonna find yourself in trouble <laughs> shill ink shill ink uh yes thank okay. you everybody those are really nice reviews and um we are still on the mission to uh to take some people down you're going down olstein
That's right. All right. Anything uh, else for this uh, break? Or are we jumping back in? I think we're jumping back in. We're about ready to wake, wake up. up. Yes, it's wake up time. Hey, y'all, wake up. Okay, let's start out here, Gons, uh, with a little mommy update. Mommy update? Oh, yes. 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 Mother. Oh, my gosh. There is no other like mother. So treat her right. Treat her right. Come on. He's a Satanist from one of the Satanist churches here where they sacrifice babies. HuffPost. How fitting. HuffPost.com. The article is titled, The Death of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg Pushed Me to Join the Satanic Temple. Whoa. That's not me. That's just what the headline the headline. (laughs) By the way, did you watch watch all day today? They were doing the RBG uh, memorial thing. Laying in wait. Yeah, the whole deal. Yeah. Very um, yeah, just for a quick breakdown, those of you who have seen uh, RGB, first woman and first Jewish person, they claim, to lay in wait. Um, that's where they put the casket underneath the, uh, what is it called? The, the rotunda? Apothe- the arch, the rotunda, yep. which uh, painted on the rotund- on the dome is the apotheosis of George Washington. It's a painting of George Washington uh, sitting as a god among um, Greek or Roman gods. I forget which one. Um, and the occult meaning of this and uh, is, has been expressed by those who would know is uh, the reason they do laying in wait. This is when a president dies or an important politician dies. John McCain was laid in wait. Um It's a ritual where they lay the body under the apotheosis of George Washington. So the occult reason being that they can also join George Washington in godhood as a leader of the country. Um, Very occult, uh, esoteric ritual that has been around for a long time in this country and uh, exposes the, you know, the occulty beliefs of the not just the founding fathers but the continuing so- secret societies that run the place yeah did i miss did i miss anything no any I, important I think, details I think, there, you, I, think you, I think i got it you all. got it and i think this article sort of wraps it up in a nice satanic bow but go ahead yeah there you go okay so in response to ruth bader ginsburg first woman first jewish person to be laid in wait uh this is what uh, we're hinting with i am a 40 something attorney and mother who lives in a quiet neighborhood with a yard and a garage full of scooters and soccer balls i often walk my children to get ice cream and spend weekends hiking through a national park i am not the type of person who would normally consider becoming a satanist but these are not normal times oh my gosh like so many other women in the united states when i learned of justice ruth bader ginsburg's passing my first reaction was not grief but fear i fear that american citizens are inching closer to living in a theocracy or dictatorship that the checks meant to prevent this from happening are close to eroding beyond repair when justice ginsburg died i knew immediately that action was needed on a scale we have not seen before our democracy has become so fragile that the loss of one of the last guardians of common sense and decency in government less than two months before a pivotal election has put our civil and reproductive rights in danger like never before. And so I have turned 
to Satanism. <sighs> Members of the Satanic Temple do not believe in the supernatural or superstition in the same way that some Unitarians and some Jews do not believe in God. Satanic Temple members do not worship Satan and most are atheists. They are not affiliated in any way with the Church of Satan. Uh, yeah, just a quick description. We've talked about this before, but the Satanic Temple and the Church of Satan are two different things. The Church of Satan actually worships Satan. Uh, the Satanic Temple, uh, they claim to be like an art project against um, against religion. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Instead, the Satanic Temple uses the devil as a symbol of rebellion. Dun, dun, dun. Just like other faiths, the Satanic Temple has a code that their members believe in deeply and use to guide their lives. These seven fundamental tenets include that, quote, one should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason. That, quote, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. And that, quote, one's body is inviolable subject to one's own will alone reading through the seven tenets i was struck by how closely they aligned with the unwritten code i had used to try to guide my own life for several years i realized happily that these were my people and that i had been a satanist for several years without even knowing it when justice ginsburg's death suddenly made combating the threats to reproductive rights and a government free from religious interference more urgent i knew it was time to join <laughs> I like that there. Uh, under the threat of religious interference, I got religious. <laughs> I knew it was time to join them and support their conceptual and legal battles. Even before Ginsburg's death, the Supreme Court was unwilling to provide adequate protection for a woman's right to choose and to control her body. The court was unwilling to keep church and state separate. Uh Neither of those points are actually true, but okay. Now, without her voice of reason on the court, let her alone, uh, let alone her vote, Roe versus Wade is in imminent danger of being overturned, not based on legal arguments or scientific reasoning, but because of religious objections to what is a safe and necessary procedure for the woman who seek it out after discussions with their physician. Okay, a lot of leaps of logic there, but okay. Ginsburg's replacement is all but certain to be vehemently anti-choice, with one of the top contenders being uh, belonging to a sect that actually used the term handmaid to refer to women until the popularity of the TV series The Handmaid's Tale gave the term negative connotations. Notice how there's no actual facts in that, no names, they just call it a sect a sect of what what are you referring to my understanding is that trump's current pick has explicitly said that they would not touch roe versus wade um, but that doesn't uh, make for a very good uh, activating talking point for the left so the, and yeah. i think this woman was just looking for a reason to become a satanist satanist in the hours after Justice Ginsburg's death, I sat wondering what the future would hold for my daughters, their ability to live in a country where the religious beliefs of others would not play a role in their right to assert autonomy over their own bodies was suddenly starkly in danger. Traditional means of keeping abortion safe and legal seemed woefully inadequate to protect the rights that women in the generation before me had fought so hard to secure. Almost immediately, I sought strength in the Satanic Temple's efforts to turn religious arguments on their head and 
by pushing for religious liberty for their members on an equal basis with believers in the dominant Christian faiths. Uh, if you remember, it, I believe it was it was the Satanic Temple who created the. Uh, um, abortion the, thing the abortion ritual yeah the one we the covered abortion a few ritual ago. right that was about a month ago we covered that yeah. um and this is not just a theoretical push the temple has launched campaigns and filed lawsuits to compel the government to do this in matters ranging from exemptions from legal mandates to cover birth control to the ability to display religious symbols in government buildings or allow religious clubs in public schools by pointing out instances where the government has favored christian rhetoric and filing legal challenges to stop it Stop the Christian rhetoric. The satanic temple has transformed belief into action and has demonstrated what freedom fighting truly looks like. Hmm. Okay, just a, few, just a little bit more here. The satanic temple hopes to appear before the Supreme Court in a case challenging a Missouri abortion law that requires those seeking to terminate their pregnancy to first receive materials asserting that their abortion would end the life of a separate, unique person. Yeah, because that would just be crazy. <laughs> the temple argues that these materials violate the deeply held religious beliefs of one of its members regarding bodily autonomy and scientifically reasonable personal choice. The argument the Satanic Temple is using is the same one the Supreme Court effectively endorsed in the Hobby Lobby birth control case for which Justice Ginsburg wrote the dissent, that no one should have to follow a law that violates their deeply held religious beliefs. If a Christian should not have to do so based on that what a crazy rabbit hole that could become bring that out to the logical conclusion if your religious belief is that you have to sacrifice babies the argument that argument yep. would uh, try to make that legal based on religious beliefs Moving on. If a Christian should not have to do so based on their religion, a Satanist should not have to either. This is what equally under the law means on a fundamental level. Equality. This is an organization. What? Equality under the law. What did I say? Equally. Oh. Yeah, this is what equality under the law means on a fundamental level. This is an organization I want standing up for my rights and for my daughters's, the Satanic Temple. While I support more mainstream groups like the American Civil Liberties Union and Americans United for Church and State, my research has shown that the Satanic Temple is truly in line with my beliefs about protecting our First Amendment rights and fighting laws that pr promote or are based on religious doctrine and that is willing to use radical, creative, and yet illegally sound strategies to make its case. I was able to become a mother when I wanted on my own terms. Throughout my pregnancy, I had access to scientifically accurate information and the ability to make informed choices with my doctor. While I never had an abortion, I want the same opportunities to choose for my own girls. I am far from certain these rights will exist 10 years from now when they may be deciding when, how, or even whether to start their own families. There is a real chance that the Supreme Court will be lost for a generation or more to justices appointed for their religious beliefs rather than a deep understanding of the Constitution or a desire for justice to be carried out on an impartial basis. Because of this, I believe that the Satanic Temple and its members' dedication to fighting for true freedom represents our best last defense against anti-choice lawmakers who are seeking to notice how they're going for the anti-choice rhetoric there mm -hmm. uh, who are seeking to assert power over women's bodies and take away our right to choose 
yeah, not because they just don't want to kill babies. It's because they want to control you. We need creative, resolute thinkers who are willing to stand up for what they believe in and take concrete action to do so. And the Satanic Temple is full of those kinds of people. I am proud to now count myself among their ranks. Everyone who cares about women having autonomy over their bodies should care about efforts to use religion to chip away at this right. We need to think outside the box to challenge what is coming and what is already here. The Satanic Temple is already doing that, and by becoming one of its members, I believe I have joined a community of people who will stop at nothing to safeguard my family's rights and all of our rights when they are at their most vulnerable. So there you go, Gons, joining the Satanic mm. Temple to protect abortion. Well, not just abortion. There's, uh, she's saying all of our rights. Yeah, I know. Notice a lot of those false equivalencies as if all of the rights and First Amendment rights aren't uh, being fought for by pretty much everybody uh, except the establishment. Uh, the, the Christians have been, uh, you know, the church in general has been an advocate for First I mean, if it wasn't for the church, there may not be First Amendment rights. Yeah. Well, plus, what about the rights of the child that's not born yet and that's where the logic breaks down doesn't it (laughs) (laughs) everyone's rights the ones i like though not the ones you like yeah well you know and it it degrades into uh you know the point of when does the person gain rights when they are born on american soil as it is stated in the constitution you know that's what they take that as a hard line you have to be born you have to be uh expelled from your mother's womb in order to gain rights and before that happens you have no rights even though you know it could be three minutes before you become a citizen of the united states uh you know there it's just all these lines being drawn is insane now i'm not trying to get into a whole abortion conversation here uh this is more about uh you know specifically ruth bader ginsburg's death prompting this woman to become a Satanist. <laughs> I know it's, it's pretty crazy. It's madness. If you think of it that way and you got to think from, you know, looking at this from a sort of spiritual goggles, so to speak, there's gotta be something else here going on with, with them using the put or them. I say the elite types using the RBG death as a, some kind of catalyst that would move because i'm sure this person this writer here jamie smith is what she goes mm-hmm. by maybe probably not the only person feeling this way especially if they really bought into who rbg you know or what she represented and mm-hmm. what the threats are to our constitution and our rights if they replace someone that's more conservative you know but uh, man the, the yeah looking at it from spiritual goggles it's got to be something's wrong like something something's not right in terms of just the country in general where they feel like someone feels like they need to turn to the satanic church to feel welcomed or have some kind of uh camaraderie about you know uh, about the future of their kids and their and the rights of their themselves and their children i get it's largely around abortion and so that's where you know the conversation gets kind of metal you know messed up or confused uh, yeah, but because a lot of it, and we talked about this in the last episode, but there's a difference between, you know, what's legal and what's moral. 
and they don't always mm-hmm. jive. And abortion is actually a really good example of that because morally, you know, a lot of people are like, no, it's killing babies, but <laughs> legally right. it's allowed, you know? So, uh, not everything that's legal is moral. And I think when you start conflating the two, you, you fall into these traps here, like this author did where right. the rights and the law and those things are much more important the way they are right now. It's, you know, it's not like laws haven't changed over the years, right? <laughs> the way they are right now is how all things should be forevermore. And that's just, <laughs> it's just a very limited view on yeah. things. And it gets mixed up too. I mean, it's a, uh, it's it, the subtlety and the nuance to refer to a reviewer of ours is, um, you know, because of course the left will pull out that, uh, that conversation when it comes to, you know, gun control or, or the second amendment or this or that, you know, being, uh, we get to choose which old laws we like and we get to choose which old laws we don't like, but yeah. just to equate the law with morality and, you know, trying to factor i mean it's a literal equation it's like <laughs> trying yeah. to create a cre- a, a, an equ- a mathematical equation of like age of law uh morality of action plus first amendment minus uh religious exemption etc etc trying to figure out uh you know what to, what to make the law of the land but you know, this whole th- uh, explosion over Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been pretty nuts. I and know. I'll say it again. What was, oh, mm, I don't have it right in front of me. What is the name of Trump's assumed? Oh, I have it um, here. It's, uh, it's Amy, Amy something, right? Yeah, uh, it was in the article that was linked. Amy Coney Barrett. And she's yes. the Catholic, a charismatic Catholic is how sect. Newsweek is reporting she's her. She's in a sect. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, there are quotes from her when she's like literally in a church talking, you know, where she will. But she literally came out and said, uh, you know what, I'm uh, I'm, my beliefs will not factor into what I do on the bench. I'm strictly, you know, following legal precedent. I would not mess with, uh, uh, you know, a longstanding legal precedent to achieve my own religious beliefs. She said this, but of course, you know, nobody wants to hear it because this is all political. Yeah. And we just, you know, orange man bad can't if if Trump likes her, she must be evil. Um, And Trump himself. I mean, this this idea that, uh, look, I know we have some people who love Trump and that's totally okay. But we step outside of the left right paradigm for this show. And the fact of the matter is Trump was a Democrat for his entire life until he switched to run as a Republican. Um, He doesn't care about Roe v. Wade. He he doesn't. That's I don't know. I mean, you can stop me, Gons, if you think I'm wrong. I I actually I don't know. I don't know enough to really say one way or another. Yeah, I don't I don't think he does. I he has no interest in causing that kind of trouble, I don't think. Maybe he does. I don't know. We'll see, but f- from what I know about him <laughs> and his past and what he said, you know, I if I had if I wasn't in VR land and I could Google faster, let me look this up. I was going to say I'll let you he might I'll let now. you take the show for a well, second. Well, he might now because, you know, he's got to appeal to the evangelical right conservative crowd. So he he might, you know, he That's might be true. pro-life now. Uh, yeah. But uh, one of the things that I wanted to mention, you were talking about lying in wait. 
under the rotunda. It's lying in state. I know. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, it's not lying in wait. It's lying in state. Yeah. It's, well, I'm looking at it here. It says lie in honor. So I don't know if that's oh, a whole different. Weird. Yeah, lie in huh? honor Maybe. in the Capitol rotunda, and one of the people that uh, th- they had this uh, or was you know uh, had went through the whole lying in honor in the Capitol rotunda was Billy Graham. Back in, uh, I think it was yeah. 2018. Yeah, well, which which fed into the whole Billy Graham lizard person <laughs> right uh, uh, theory. Yeah, which is always interesting. I mean, I, I've seen some people report about how he had his Freemasonic connections and stuff. And certainly if you're that big of a personality, you're going to rub shoulders with people that are probably less than, than you know, good. Uh, but this is from the Washington times. Mm -hmm. So it's the right leaning, uh, competitor of Washington post, uh, from January 21st, 2020, Trump declares Roe v. Wade anniversary as um, Trump declares Roe v. Wade anniversary as national sanctity of human life day. Did you hear about this? I kind of remember. Yeah. Something, something along Uh, those lines. Um, yeah, well, I'm sure he's towing the party line now. Somebody so mentioned good. the Noahide law- laws mm-hmm. in the chat, and I'm trying to pull up what they were because there's seven Noahide laws, and then they mentioned the seven laws of the Satanic Temple, and I'm wondering if there's any correlation there or any like uh, overlap. It'd be, it'd be an there's interesting study. Ta- what are you saying? I'm sorry. In reference to what now? The Noahide laws? Have yeah, you, have you heard about but in Noah? reference to Roe v. Wade? Uh, no, just more so uh, just in general, having uh, the, the Catholic to replace RBG. So that someone, someone was saying in the chat, and I'm sorry, I don't know who it was in the chat there, uh, but they were saying they need somebody uh, to replace, the, whoever replaces RBG is going to put in the Noahide laws. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about this Noahide law thing. A lot of people think it's a good idea. Some people compare it to just the Jewish version of Sharia law. I'm actually right off the top of my head right now for this show. I'm not really ready to comment on that. Yeah, I'm looking at the laws here. I don't see necessarily any overlap with the seven satanic laws, but that's just on Mm. first view here. Uh, But we won't have to go down. We don't have to go down that rabbit trail on this episode. That's for another show. Somebody can do that and maybe report anyways and uh yeah you know there's an interesting again just to understand i think it's important everybody understands when we talk about luciferianism satanism the church of satan versus the uh, satanic temple luciferianism is totally different from the church of satan the church of satan is what most people think of when they think of satanism right uh, but the, the <clears throat> satanic temple allegedly the the claim is that it was created as sort of an art project an anti-religion art project but uh, wouldn't that just be a great way to get a bunch of people to claim that they worship satan yeah <laughs> yeah very tricky yeah, the devil, the, what was it? What's the whole thing? The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. What a classic. That's, classic quotes with guns. <laughs> it's just on the intro of the the View from the Bunker show I listened to for years yeah. so with Derek Gilbert over there. Um, all right, so I think we kind of got let's through this on. one, but let's move on to uh, this little Wakshin story here. Wakshin. 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 
This is NBCNews.com. Secret. Powerful panels will pick COVID-19 vaccine winners. Did you know about Woo! this? Is secret winners. Yeah. Wait, there's winners and losers now. It's like a reality TV show that we didn't know about <laughs> with like dark, <laughs> like shadowy people behind a panel choosing yeah. who wins. It's like the, the bachelorette at the end. If, <laughs> yeah. if uh, you get the, the lizard rose. person gives you a rose, <laughs> you get the vaccine. <laughs> Most Americans have never heard of Dr. Richard Whitley, an expert in pediatric infectious disease or diseases at the University of Alabama, Birmingham. Yet, as the coronavirus pandemic drags on and the public eagerly awaits a vaccine, I don't know if we're eagerly awaiting a vaccine, but okay. <laughs> he may Somebody well, is. He may well be among the most powerful people in the country. Mm. Whitley leads a small secret panel of experts tasked with reviewing crucial data on the safety and effectiveness of coronavirus vaccines that U.S. taxpayers have helped fund including products from Moderna, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, and others. The Data and Safety Monitoring Board, known as DSMB, is supposed to make sure the medicine is safe and it works. It has the power to halt a clinical trial or fast-track it. So Ooh. these are the shadowy people that are responsible for uh, the person who had the spine, the spinal fluid oh, injury. Yes. The 33 victim. Yeah. Shielding the identities of clinicians and statisticians on the board is meant to insulate them from pressure by the company sponsoring the trial, government officials, or the public, according to multiple clinical trial experts who have served on such panels. That could be especially important in the pressure cooker environment of COVID-19 vaccine research, fueled by President Donald Trump's promise to deliver a vaccine before Election Day. As pharmaceutical companies work, to produce one as quickly as possible, the board's anonymity has stirred concerns that the cloak of secrecy could paradoxically allow undue influence. Whitley, for example, represents the specialized world these experts inhabit, a professor revered in academia who also is paid by the drug industry. There you go. That's the big problem there. Any political pressure to rush pharmaceutical companies or lean on federal regulators or to prematurely greenlight a vaccine would undermine a system put in place to ensure public safety. Calls are growing for companies and governments to be more open about who's involved in reviewing the vaccine trials and whether board members have any conflicts of interest. Quote, we want to know they're truly independent, said Dr. Eric Topol, director of the Scripps Research Translational Institute and a specialist in clinical trials. Quote, the lack of transparency is exasperating. Uh, exasperate, yeah, exasperating. Data and safety monitoring boards have existed for decades to vet new drugs and vaccines, acting as a backdrop to help ensure unsafe products don't make their way to the public. Typically, there's one board for each product. This time, a joint DSMB with 10 to 15 experts will review unblinded da data across trials for multiple coronavirus vaccines. Uh, whose development the U.S. government has helped fund, according to five people involved in the Trump administration's Operation Warp Speed or other coronavirus vaccine work. Unblinded data. Yeah, I was just pondering that. So unblinded meaning that it's, it's, they're going to know what companies they're you know looking at, basically. Yeah, sounds like a great uh, opportunity for a conflict of interest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like directly... 
Why wouldn't it be? It it makes no sense. That is how you conflict interests. (laughs) You unblind the data. (laughs) Okay. It is run through the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases at the National Institute of Health and consists of outside scientists and statistical experts, not federal employees. NIH Director Francis Collins said on a call with reporters. Francis Collins, our uh, champion for vaccines for all the Christians. Remember him with the mm. songs? He had the guitar music we reported on a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, I forgot. He's, he's the guy. I believe you. Yeah, he's the DNA guy. He's the guy who, uh, um, yeah, anyway. Okay, let me continue. The, he sings the DNA, uh, the YouTube video guy? Yeah, he had the songs on his guitar, but he's uh, he was a Christian. Bro, he became a Christian. That was not a... F- that was not a few weeks ago. That was like in March when we were talking oh, okay. about that. Okay, well, it was at least a couple months ago. Time warp guns. <laughs> Quote, until they are convinced that there's something there that looks promising, nothing is unblinded and sent to the FDA. Hey, hold on. Colin said, okay, wait. Until they are convinced <laughs> that there's something there that looks promising, nothing is unblinded. Nothing is unblinded, which means yeah, it's okay. Blind. So they're keeping it blind. All right. So what? What was that earlier sentence? Okay. Anyway, I don't know. What is the point of any of this? <laughs> it's crazy. I doubt if there have been many, uh, very many vaccine trials ever that have been subjected to this size of the trial and the rigor with which no. it's being evaluated. The NIH Safety Board oversees trials in the U.S. from Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, and AstraZeneca. U.S. officials and other involved in others involved in Operation Warp Speed said, but not Pfizer, which is fully funding its clinical trial work and established its own five-member safety panel. Okay, five, five members. Wow. Pfizer has attested that it can concisely determine by late October the effectiveness of its vaccine being jointly developed with the German company BioNTech. It secured a 1.95 billion dollar purchase agreement with the Department of Health and human services for the first 100 million doses produced. The agreement gives HHS the option to buy an additional 500 million doses. Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, and AstraZeneca, which have either started or are aiming to soon begin large-scale trials in the U.S. involving thousands of patients, collectively have received more than $2 billion in government funds for vaccine development. Billions more have been meted out under agreements similar to the HHS contract with Pfizer to buy millions of vaccine doses. Uh, Having one safety board oversee multiple trials could allow researchers to better understand the field of products and uh, apply consistency across evaluations, clinical trials experts said in interviews. One big advantage, quote, could be more standardization, said Dr. Walter Orenstein, Associate Director of the Emory Vaccine Center at Emory University and a former senior official at the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Quote, they can look at the data and look at all the trials instead of just doing one trial. But it also means that one board has an outsized influence to dictate which coronavirus vaccine uh, vaccines eventually succeed or come to a halt, all while most of their identities remain secret. The NIH declined to name them, saying they were, quote, confidential and could be identified only once a study was complete. Uh, One exception to the mystery is Whitley, who was appointed as chair by Dr. Anthony Fauci. Science is truth. Uh, The nation's top infectious disease official. (laughs) 
Fauci said the following, uh, quote, combination of input from us and from him and other colleagues, the people who had the greatest expertise in a variety of areas, including statistics, clinical studies, vaccinology, immunology, clinical work, were selected for the panel. Whitley's role became public when his university announced it in an unusual move. He is a professor as well as a board member of Gilead Sciences, which recently signed a contract with Pfizer to manufacture remdesivir to treat COVID-19 patients. Whitley, who's been on Gilead's board since 2008, conducted research that led to remdesivir's development. In 2019, he was paid roughly $430,000 as a Gilead board member, according to documents filed with the Securities and Exchange Commission. That same year, he received more than $7,700 in payments from GlaxoSmithKline for consulting food and travel, according to a federal database that tracks drug and device company payments to to, uh, physicians. GlaxoSmithKline and Sanofi are jointly developing a vaccine that received $2 billion from the U.S. government under Operation Warp Speed. Whitley declined an interview, however, through a university spokesperson. Whitley said his DSNB has not seen any GlaxoSmithKline COVID-19 protocol. The companies have yet to begin phase three trials, although he chairs a separate GSK data and safety monitoring board for the pediatric vaccine. He was vetted and cleared by the NIH Conflict of Interest Committee with its knowledge of his involvement, the spokesperson said. I like how there's a committee for everything. There's a committee for a <laughs> conflict of interest committee. What if there's a conflict of interest within the conflict of interest committee? So anyway. Well, there's another committee. <laughs> Goes all the way up. Um, committees all the way down, baby. Quote, when handled responsibly, it is appropriate for physicians to collaborate with external entities, said UAB spokesperson Bina Thanakal. Thanak, uh, Thanakal saying the university works with physicians to ensure that industry engagement is appropriate. Quote, it facilitates a critical exchange of knowledge and accelerates and advances clinical treatments and cures, and it fuels discovery. Multiple experts praised his skill. Dr. Walter Strauss, an associate vice president at the drug company Merck & Co., said Whitley is, and quote, eminence grace, grace? That sounds like a word in another language that I don't know. In pediat- pediatrics, whom people trust. What is that? An eminence grice. Gris. Grice. Grice. I, I actually no trust that process. And the fact that they asked Rich to do it makes me feel reassured because he's so good, said Dr. Gene Marazzo, director of the University of Alabama, Birmingham's Division of Infectious Diseases. Multiple scientists who have participated in data and safety monitoring boards maintain it's important to keep the board anonymous to shield them against pressure or even for their safety. For example, when trials were conducted in San Francisco for HIV AIDS research, the board was confidential to protect members from patients, uh, patients desperate for treatment, said Susan Ellenberg, a professor of biostatistics, medical ethics, and health policy at the University of Pennsylvania, who's written extensively on the history of DSMBs. If approached by a patient, it, quote, would be very hard to tell you, oh, I can't help you. It's an unreasonable burden, said Ellenberg, who said she was involved in coronavirus-related safety boards but would not name them. I thought that was interesting. I mean, I don't know how many, how many people are really like, oh, please help me with my coronavirus. Please do something with the vaccine. I don't know. 
Not me. Uh, I mean, they're out there. <laughs> I guess, but I think most people are asking for that to to bring back like normal. They're not really asking for it to like save someone they know or or you know. Yeah, you might uh, you might have to give. I'm kind of losing the plot a little bit on this article. I Let's, mean, the whole idea is that there's a group of people that are deciding what uh, what what company is going to win. Basically, I mean, it's pretty much the title, right. and they're really just going right. through a lot of shenanigans as to you know, what the reasons why. And I, I think I read you the main; I had it highlighted. And it's, it seems as though there's a conflict of interest within this committee. Yeah, within the committee, and they're questioning it, but then they're trying to say, of course, NBC News trying to suggest that it's all it's all on the up and up. And it's all fine. It's all fine. You're going to be fine. And of course, <laughs> hey, you know, we can't. We Nothing can't, to see here, folks. We, we're not going to let the patients ask, you know, these people in, on the board because then the people on the board would have to say, I can't help you. It's, it's an unreasonable <laughs> burden that these people on the board have to face. That's their logic. We're, we're just putting ourselves on a pedestal as the most important human beings in the world, making these decisions about the vaccine that they're going to, you know, shoot from helicopters to, <laughs> you know, get in every single human on earth. But yeah. it's just too much of a burden to answer your question. So I know you may be wondering our, what our thinking is on how we're going to uh, machine gun everyone with uh, flying tranquilizer darts full of vaccines but uh, don't ask questions it's too much of a burden so it says dsmb members or their family members should have no professional proprietary or financial relationship with the sponsoring companies and the niaid dsmb executive secretary vetted all members for potential conflicts of in conflicts of interest NIAID said in response to questions from KHN, members are paid $200 per meeting. Ooh, 200 bucks. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be mad about that. I'd be all give me 20 K or I'm talking. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound like <laughs> enough, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, they say all those things, but it's, ah, it's just a whole the whole thing seems a little shaky and shady to me. Uh, they mentioned yeah. the BARPA or BARDA, the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority that reviews the DSMB recommendations. So yeah, more more government oversight there. I don't know. It's just it feel it feels like a cesspool of just. Uh, well, you know what this harkens back to for me is um, the Obama death panels. Oh yeah, you remember that mm -hmm. that the. With the with the uh, insurance with the America what was it uh, mm, care the CARES Act uh, they the had a, a panel there. of people deciding who would live and who would die yeah yeah <laughs> who gets the insurance payouts and who doesn't I'm trying I don't think it was CARES Act but it might have been yeah I know what you're talking about I'm trying to look it up here. Oh, anyway, okay. yeah. I mean, it's just a group of people and, and it's all government um, oversight saying, oh, it's all good. It's okay. There's no conflict of interest. Our conflict of interest group made sure that there's no conflict of interest. So. <laughs> yeah. Who we appointed. <laughs> Who we appointed. Um, <laughs> from the chat, Del Casio uh, says, so I work with cardiothoracic surgeons. Mm -hmm. We had a talk the other day that they will not be taking an experimental vaccine released in the next year. I thought that was very interesting from a mostly secular point of view, talking about the dangers and damage the vaccines are going, uh, are doing to the volunteers. 
including mm. the spinal damage. Yeah, so you've got some actual cardiothoracic surgeons, uh, secular ones, saying they're not down. Yeah, you know, that's really kind of the last line of defense for the people. Like, the last hope is that these independent doctors are are willing, mm-hmm. to, the, the real doctors, not like, I'm going to say this, not Asian doctors that became doctors to please their parents, but like doctors that actually want to help people. Cause I'm, I'm telling you a lot of Asian sure. doctors. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people that become doctors within Asian families. He's saying it. I'm not saying me, it, folks. I'm saying it. Okay. Just, not all. You can email face like the not sun. All. I'm saying some face like the sun.com. And as a part, partially as a joke, but also kind of yeah. true is that, you know, when parents um, say like, Hey, be a doctor to like the, to their kids in Asian families, it's not, it's not really to help people. They're not, they don't want uh-huh. you to be a doctor to help people. Sure. They want you to be yeah. a doctor. So you have the doctor name, you know, bring so it's honor not a, to your family. Yeah. To bring honor to the family. It's have nothing to do with helping people. <laughs> so those um, people are more susceptible well, to like buy the lie so they can get more money sure. in their pockets. You know what I mean? Sure, 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 sure. Well, and yeah, I mean, of course, we've already seen it. It's been happening for eight months now. Yeah. A doctor will come out and say something against the official ter- uh, official narrative, and they get shut down and deplatformed and shunned and you know right. besmirched. And so, yeah, the, unfortunately, we're in a situation where all these doctors they're not gonna get the vaccine, and they're they're only you know gonna be giving them or recommending them because they're forced to, and if they don't, if they speak out against it, they're uh, canceled basically. Yeah, doctor canceled. Yeah, I know. So uh, it, it's it's very financially driven, which is still the scary part. Uh, but it, it's all on worldview too. You know, I mean, if you're if you're a, a Bill Gates fan, then then you're gonna hear this, and you we're know. taking things that are genetically modified organisms, and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein, right into the vein, right into the vein, right into the vein, right into the vein. Doctor Bill, Doctor Bill, what what? <laughs> when do I get the needle to shoot them in the veins of children? We Daddy will Gates. do it. We will do it ASAP, mm. Doctor. All right. Well, that's Dr. interesting. Bill. Let's keep an eye on. Uh, Keep an eye on those the new panels. death panels. <laughs> the new death panels, yeah. The the Trump death panels, okay. we're going to call them. All right, one more th- quick right. thing here. Yeah, I'm out, of, I'm out of stories, so what do you got, Mr. Nephilim? A, we got a, a, a misdirection Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. This got me all spiced up, and then I was very disappointed. Variety.com director Geronimo Quevedo on Great, uh, San setting expectations. I'm keeping it very low. Yeah. On <laughs> San Sebastian work in progress title, the fossilized remains. Whoa. Oh, what are we talking about? Whoa. Producer Juan Segundo Alamos was in San Sebastian to showcase Los Rest, uh, <laughs> Los Restos Fossiles, the fossilized remains. The debut feature film from award-winning Argentinian director Geronimo Quevedo. And uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the movie has nothing to do with like actual fossilized remains. It's like a political movie about Argentinians, and I was very disappointed. The filmmakers mm. were invited to San Sebastian to compete for two prizes, the WP Latam Industry Award, bestowed by the company's ad hoc studios, Deluxe Dolby Laser Film Cine Video, Nephilim Productiones. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. So it's a misdirection because 
Yeah, it really has We've nothing to do. We've heard of Nephilim production. I know we before. mentioned it before, and I was hoping for more, especially in a film called "The Fossilized Remains." And uh, but no, nothing to do with the giants yeah. or the Nephilim, but also spiritually, maybe, maybe so, because they're trying to subtly get political. You know, maybe the Nephilim are trying to get political. Maybe politics so, so. in general is just Nephilim. The whole well, thing. we know that already. Yeah, we already know that. Um, okay, well, before we go into the end of the show here, I uh, when I was reading reviews, I forgot to read reviews from Canary Cry Radio. For those oh. who don't know, Canary yeah. Cry Radio, totally different show. Go subscribe to it. Also, and while you're at it, subscribe to Canary Cry News Talk. Um, you know, uh, despite our increasing... Uh, uh, you know, popularity with these uh, live streams, the podcast downloads have not uh, followed that trend. So if you haven't done it yet, f- subscribe to Canary Cry Radio and Canary Cry News Talk on your favorite podcast player. We are there. Subscribe, listen, go. Um, here are some reviews from, again, a small one, a five-star review. Give it a listen. This podcast is full of inside jokes that you can be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> Ever wanted a whole bunch of new friends in one afternoon? This is the show for you. All right. Uh, feel left out? Think you're just weird or random for normal people? Leave the normies behind and join us. I think that's a great description. Inside jokes. I, I, you know, I was, I always questioned why some people didn't keep listening to the show. And then I realized there are lots of like jokes you gotta, you gotta catch up on before you're fully integrated. But if you stick with it, you'll be with it for a while. Then there was a five-star review from Russell four, who said, listen, (laughs) found the Canary Cry news talk guns. From No Agenda Show. Ooh. Wow, we actually got a listener from uh, our No Agenda Show uh, appearances. Um, and now I'm going back through every single Canary Cry Radio episode. Love you guys. Great. Thank you very much, All Russell right. Four. That's great. All right. Anything? Uh, anything else before we close it out here, Gonzo? No affiliation. Kutz one in the in the chat says no affiliation with Karen Cry Radio. <laughs> and nope, with that but that would be a great spinoff show it would we should just yeah karen cry news talk just <laughs> all right thank you everybody complain. for listening to this episode of canary cry news talk now keep in mind we're going to be back on monday which will be the 26 7 8 the 28th oh my gosh a monday that i know we're going just through september time keeps moving um So uh, make sure to turn on notifications, follow us in multiple different platforms, because that's the only way to make sure that you're going to get notifications. We'll be going live sometime between noon and 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So make sure to uh, put that on your calendar, Uh, invite your friends. Uh, You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be back. So have a great weekend. Now, remember, uh, remember us and our value for value model for next episode on Monday. 
we'll need some more producers. Um, remember, you can go to patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry Newstock. That's patreon.com slash ccnt. You can sign up there. There's all sorts of fun levels and different rewards and things. But most of all, uh, you know, an investment in your producership is an investment in your own media future. You saw the social dilemma. You know what's going on. You saw Joe Rogan apologize for stating objective facts because uh, <laughs> his advertisers and his Spotify overlords made him, uh, you know, apologize. That's not the case here because of the value for value model and because of the generosity and participation of our producers, we are able to tell the truth without having to apologize. We apologize for other things, but not for telling the truth. Um, and again, we don't believe in selling you your attention and your trust to advertisers for our own personal gain. And so you can become a producer, keep the media that you believe in going, invest in your own future, become a producer. If you've been thinking about it, now's the time. You've got a couple days until Monday. So thank you very much. Uh, that's patreon.com slash CCNT or canarycryradio.com slash support. Canary. Radio.com slash support. That's right. You got PayPal options, cryptocurrency options. Check it out. Uh, also, a lot of good info there. There's a good uh, if you're if you want to really feel our heart or listen to our heart about the value for value model. Um, CanaryCryRadio.com slash support has a great breakdown of it. Uh, that Gon's put up there for you. So make sure to do that. Leave ratings and reviews. This was the best day of ratings and reviews ever. So thank you very much. We'll be reading ratings and reviews next Friday. So just search Apple Podcasts Canary Cry News Talk on your search bar there and leave a rating and a review. We'll read that next week. Remember, you can become a producer by uh, creating art show themed art and jingles and things like that send all of that to canarycryradio at gmail.com and uh you will can continue to make the breaks much more fun than uh if we didn't have that art and those jingles and those songs musicians out there you can write a canary cry themed song we'll be playing the canary cry mixtape at the end of the show and most of all, remember the best way to help the show is to spread it, uh, spread it around. Let your friends know you got people in your life, friends, family, Uncle Joe. They're starting to wake up and realize <laughs> that the world is not what it seems. Somebody send this to Joe Biden, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you can help them along that journey by sending them an episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Uh, remember, we'll be reading. That's part. That's why we read from the sources that we do because they are the sources that the people who are waking up are used to reading. We're not spooking them with, uh, you know, weird conspiracy blogs. We are taking the news straight from their own outlets and showing them how it is deceptive, manipulative, and overall not good for their health. So send them an episode, spread it around. We appreciate that. And if you need any more instructions, here's what you do. You walk right up to them, you grab them by the cage, and then you shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that!
Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Cradle of you cages. Cradle of you cages. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right, just ask Noah, everybody. All right, Gonzo, any last words? No, nope. I'm very tired. No, nope. uh, I know, it's nap very, time. It's yeah, nap time for both of us. I've been listening to my cat bonk his head on walls as we <laughs> uh, do guy. that. Praise God, he's still alive. I know, you know what? Experience. You should get him a little helmet, a little kitty helmet. <laughs> he needs it, he really does. With googly eyes. <laughs> I fear the more that... Oh, that's cute. The more he bonks his head, the more he's going to keep bonking his head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Make sure to tune in next time. But until then, think outside the cage. Goodbye. Goodbye. Are you ready to become cat? Some controversy. I want to rattle a few cages. I want to rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence me. I'm the last angry man. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati.
humans will be confined in a people's zoo. People, I'll keep you safe and The camera's on